Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet Respiratory Medicine podcast. My name is Nikolai Humphreys. Today I am joined on the line by Dr. Joan Serrano to discuss a paper that assesses the ability of the 2007 and 2011 gold guidelines to predict mortality in COPD patients. Joan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. My first question that I would like to ask is why was there a need to update the 2007 guidelines in the first place? Well, from its onset in 2001, the GOLD initiative defined unstaged COPD severity based only. But from 2011, the new updated GOLD document shook the COPD world and included other domains beyond spirometry, namely acute exacerbations of COPD and respiratory symptoms. This was based upon new research indicating that it was required a less lung-centric vision of COPD, all aimed to put some order in any recommendations for the maintenance and treatment of the condition. So, since the publication of this document, a number of studies compared this new staging with the old one, with somehow conflicting results. That is why we consider a meta-analysis of individual patient data and ask investigators to share their anonymized data in this 3CIA initiative. Just by sheer size, we were able to overcome many of the limitations of individual studies, and we had a large statistical power for most of analysis. Thank you, Joan. Your study found that patients were classified as having more severe disease in the new version of the guidelines. How is this likely to have impacted clinical practice? That is correct. One of our most striking conclusions is that within the same set of patients, the new Gold 2011 guidance shifted the overall severity distribution to more severe and resulting in nearly three times more COPD patients in stage D than in the format stage 4. That is 30% now compared to barely 11% in the 2007 guidance. This is relevant because it changes the recommendation for treatment of these patients, especially in the very severe. What were your key findings in terms of the guidelines' ability to predict mortality? Well, we concluded that the more complicated Gold 2011 classification scheme is no better than the simpler previous one based on spirometry only. Further, the new Class C may be superfluous as it has similar mortality as Class B, in this case up to three years after its assessment and there is no treatment strategy difference between B and C. How did you manage to involve 25 researchers from six countries with zero funding? <laughs> Not easy. With my friend Bert Lamprecht from Austria, who spent a short-term ERS fellowship here in sunny Mallorca, we came up with the idea of a full meta-analysis on this research question, and we engaged Donald Sin in Vancouver, Canada. We developed a concept protocol, and with the help of a medical student from Mexico, Ana Sofia Ramirez, who also spent her summer here in Mallorca doing research, we started contacting all in private individual researchers of published papers, mainly by email and some by phone. Fundamental was to engage all my co-comics co-investigators and the other principal investigators, Drs. Milo Puhan and Judith Garcia Emerick and we finally obtain a very high response rate. So everything in this 3CIA initiative 
was done by email and by Skype, and a few casual encounters at the ERS or the ATS Congresses, mostly in bars and pubs. In times of financial crisis, we need to excuse resources, and actually it was fun, but now it is time to deliver. How should clinicians interpret your findings and how should they apply it to patient management? Well, caution here. Ours is an observational study, so we have to be cautious. Clinicians should be aware that spirometry is only the beginning of the assessment of COPD patients and inquire in all patients and in all visits about acute exacerbations of COPD and symptoms, both objectively, and have them recorded in the patient's clinical record. The use of other multi-component indices, like both or its variations, is also highly recommendable. Thank you. Something I'd like to get your perspective on. Can it be compared gold with the Spanish JES Epoch COPD guidelines? That is an excellent suggestion to explore. The Spanish JES Epoch COPD guidelines are something new and they went one step farther than gold. So they included clinical phenotypes like chronic bronchitis, emphysema, frequent exacerbators, or the overlap of asthma with COPD in the staging and in the treatment recommendations. So now this idea has been also endorsed by the Czech COPD guidelines and the Japanese COPD guidelines, among others. Uh, this is something to explore in the future what is the correspondence of the HESEPOC Spanish guidelines with the international gold COPD guidelines. Thank you. That leads me nicely into my final question. I'm just curious to get your take on what you think the next research priority for the field will be. Well, our, our next priority is to objectively determine the thresholds. In an era of evidence-based medicine, it is odd to me and to many that most staging systems in COPD and generally in respiratory, like the spirometric thresholds of 30%, 50%, and 80% of predicted FEV1, or the modified MRC of 2, or even the 1 or 2 for the acute exacerbations of COPD that we use in most multi-component indices, actually they are not evidence-based, but expert-based. So now there are new mathematical tools, like the ones that we included in this paper, that can be used to identify with evidence what are the best thresholds to be included in multi-component indices and to be used clinically in patients. Another of our research priorities is to be, be able to tease out if these indices and gold can be used for the short-term evaluation of prognosis. Usually, they cannot be used for less than six months prognosis and eventually to include biomarkers in any of these indices. So as you can see, this is indeed a very hot topic indeed. Indeed. Dr. Joan Sariano, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me on the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. Thanks to you, Nikolai. Bye-bye.